Hey baby, this is Ro. Welcome to the back of the classroom. Today we're going to talk about don't limit people's education and imagination. And when I say people, you're also included in that. So let's start off by saying I want to thank everybody who's become a subscriber. I appreciate the likes and the shares. Please like, comment, feel free and share this to people you feel might like this or just need to hear it or make conversation. The whole point of this is to not necessarily tell anyone what they should or should not be doing, but give somebody a different perspective. Another way of looking at things outside of the things you grew up hearing or seeing and thinking. A lot of times I've come to realize there are certain conversations held in certain rooms I wasn't in until I got to a certain point in life and then had the realization, wow, had I known this a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, I would have made a different decision. So the point of having these topics and conversations is just to let you guys know there are other conversations. There are other things outside of your norm that you may may or not have been aware of. So don't take anything I say as something you have to do. I'm just sharing some information, my ideas, some research I might have done and thought, hey, you know what? Let me share it with people that I know or people that I want to get to know just to get that information out there to make sure these conversations are had. And at least if at least things you want to do your way doesn't work out, you have another idea or at least a plan B, plan C, plan D in order to make your plan A work. Right. Fabulous said that. So let's get into it. Let's first agree or try or at least have an understanding. Life is hard. And I think it is irresponsible of anyone to let people believe that it is easy. Life is not easy. Life is hard. And from my experience, the measure of an adult or a child's mentality is the balance of responsibility and pleasure. Right? Because... You were a kid, all you wanted to do was have fun. You didn't want to wash the dishes. You didn't want to clean the house. You didn't want to mow the lawn. You didn't want to take out the trash. You didn't want to do anything that you required you to do anything outside of fun. Right? Even school. You didn't want to go to school. There was no fun there. But you you enjoyed going to gym. You enjoyed going to lunch and playing cards with your friends. So there were some things you liked about how I enjoy hanging out with my friends in school. So that's why you might have talked in class, because listen, there's all this responsibility it's for the birds. I want to have fun with my friends. I want to talk with my friends. This is the only time I get to see my friends. Or lunch is too short. I got to get online, get something to eat, sit down, eat my food real quick, play cards, and then I'll turn around and then have to get up and go to the next class. It's too short. Gym, it's too structured. It's not just go have fun, run around like it was back in grade school. It's more of a, we're going to do this today. Everybody get in line. And if those who don't listen, you're going to stop and run laps. So it wasn't so much if you can have a social gathering and talk to your friends and enjoy your friends. And that's the purpose of school is to network, not just to get an education and learn, but to have the ability to network, meet people, understand life and the different aspects that it has. But the structure has kind of strayed away from that, right? You, You don't really get a chance to learn about other people you only get to work with people in the subject and the context in which the teacher prescribed so if you're doing 
uh, an assignment on history and you have to explain the things that George Washington did, then that was the basis of your conversation, not necessarily life. So once you started understanding how your friends grew up differently, did things differently, and you were intrigued by that, like, really? My parents don't do that or I don't get a chance to do that. And then you start challenging your family or your parents. Hey, how is it that this person can do that and this person can do that? And the understanding isn't really broken down in the manner in which it's understood. It's just, well, we're not them. And that's cool. We're not. But that's another person. That's a child. Where's the understanding? Where's that? Where's that breakdown? Where's the conversation you can have before that situation even comes about? And that's where hanging out with your cousins and if you have any cousins and aunts and uncles and you realize different people houses have different sets of rules because those rules is based on what a person is capable and not capable of. So once you start, once you was a kid and you realize, oh, your cousin go outside and play, but that's because they lived in a neighborhood or they had a backyard and a front yard and they can do those things. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. And you realize certain cousins have video games. And if it wasn't just for the fact that their parents got paid more or maybe on the in-law side of the family, they were gifted certain things that you might not have so their gifts were a little bit better than yours or you focused on you wanted clothes to look nice and they focused on video games for fun and entertainment so you realized there was something over there you didn't have and then well me as a child it was easier for me to just go well I know what I got in my house I know what somebody else has in their house I don't need it in my house if I have it at their house I can just go over there so then it's hey listen after I do this and this can I go over there more times than not, it was no, but I understood different houses, different rules. Different rules means if you don't like what's going on in one place, it's very easy to go somewhere else and engage in those things over there because you know it's not allowed here. Look at adults. You can't smoke inside. You got to go outside. People don't stop smoking. They just go outside where they can smoke. They understand the rules of where they're at, how it applies, and they go around it. When you're and it's very easy to understand this as adults, but we're not teaching this to or not to say we maybe most people or some people. Everyone isn't teaching that to their children and their children grow up with this. Well, I don't understand. And it's because they're not educated. They're not told. It's not explained to them. So a lot of times because they have more questions than answers, they're always coming back to you trying to figure out why, 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 why. And such that limited scope of understanding that they have in children are sponges. They soak up everything. And the more voids you create, the more of a rebellion that they'll tend to have because they don't understand or agree with the rules. Who understand it more? They can't agree with it. They don't understand it. And then they go off trying to do their own thing because what The environment that they're in don't make sense to them. So even when I was a kid, it was the same thing. Hey, I want to do this, this, and this. No, you got to do this and this. But why? How come the rules are different? Because if I wasn't here, you'd have to do this. But I'm here, so why can't I get the same as the other person? You would have had to do things for. And then the answer was never answered. There was more 
questions than answers given. So my attitude was, I need to change my atmosphere. I need to go somewhere where I either get a better understanding and rules that I can agree or disagree to, but still at the same time work within. Because if you don't get answers, there's no way possible you can decide to agree or disagree with something. It's just a void. And with that void, it's just, it's it's unimaginable for me to understand how to work within parameters that I'm unaware exist. It's just a, every day it's running the mail. Hey, would this work? I don't know. Well, we guys, we're going to find out. So I was the child that pushed envelopes and pushed forward to see what exactly was what it was. I need a definitive answer. I cannot work in a vague atmosphere. When people start talking to me vaguely, I start digging deeper. And then the more I dig deep, the more I realize people don't have the answers. And that's fine. It's okay to not know. But for me, I need to know. I want to know how it works. I want to know how things are to be presented because I'm more looking forward toward the outcome. I want the outcome to be in my favor or at least something I can agree on. And when I realize there isn't and there's an unknown, that's fine. I'll find a way. But then don't limit me. Don't tell me what I can and can't do based on someone else's limitations. Don't tell me. If I want to master sword fighting, it's too dangerous. I can get hurt. Of course, I can get hurt. But I feel there is a reason or a necessity for me to learn this. Right. Where I'm I'm a I'm one of those people who think the zombie apocalypse is coming. I'm just built that way. Right. I see it. I'm like, you know what? There's no harm in being prepared for something that'll never happen. But there is harm in not being prepared for something I didn't believe was true. So I take the responsibility of teaching myself, grooming myself, preparing myself for something. Because all too often as a child, I've always heard it's better to know than not know. It's better to be prepared even if it never happens. And I'm going to teach you something that might not help you now, but it'll help you later in life. So as a child, if I was taught how to cook clean even though my parents was going to still cook and clean but I still needed to learn how it didn't necessarily help me in the moment it helped me later on in life it's to the point now where I can cook clean hem I can thread a needle I can do a lot of things I realize modern adults today cannot do they have to go somewhere else I can iron I know how to clean walls and other things there's certain things I don't know how to do because that wasn't the atmosphere I was in and I can own that but it doesn't stop me from learning and I never want to stop learning so the issue with the well the idea I brought up with the sword fighting is danger is everywhere right you go outside you have people who are reckless you have people who are not responsible enough to do the right thing in the proper way and that causes a situation where other people can be harmed right so that being the case, why would I think being quote unquote safe is the better route to be safe just means I'm just I'm always staying out the way. I'm being aware of all the dangers and I'm trying to avoid them. Who gets anywhere avoiding things, right? You have to go up against opposition. The only way to get stronger is to play tougher opponents. 
The only way to overcome something is to keep trying and trying and trying again. So if I want to take a risk to do something, I'm testing my own boundaries. I'm testing my own limits. I'm better learning who I am as a person, what I can and can't do. I'm learning my capabilities as a man, as a son, as a father, as an uncle, as a teacher, an educator, someone who can speak to people and not mislead them. I have to know who I am as a person. So I can be, quote unquote, real with myself. And once I know who I am, whoever I come into contact with, I will be who I am. And that's how people will grow to know me and respect me because I won't change because of the situation I'm in. My the way I address things might be different than how I handle things in certain places. Sure, but I'm still who I am. I don't believe You should pretend to be different people in different rooms. Be who you are, but just know you respond to things differently, which are two different things. I'll never claim to be a gangster, but I do stand firm on respect. I do not like to be disrespected in any way, form or fashion. And when you have people you're close to, you don't want them to be disrespected in a form or fashion. This is where certain people who who don't like to hear or see people being taken advantage of. You don't like to see somebody else getting bullied. Sure, that's none of my business, but I feel for that person who's going through that and I don't want that for them. Now, 2021, you know, everybody's mind your business. That's nothing to do with you. You don't know what happened, so on and so forth. But at the same time, what is it that you want? Pick a struggle. Do you want people to stand up for this little guy? Do you want people to sort out confusion and chaos and help there be unity and peace or do you want everybody just to mind a business not say nothing let the chips fall where they're made and you know whatever happens happens what is it that people want please feel free leave a comment hit me on social media has to have us have the conversation if you know you have insight on that because i come across too many people where they compartment they compartmentalize information at one point Oh, if it's none of your business, don't worry about it. And on the other hand, but if you knew why you didn't tell me. What's the what's what's the understanding I should have? If you're somebody I'm close to, does that make what happens to you part of my business? Should I be concerned or how much concern should I have? Should I be concerned with just how you feel and what you're doing or That's only the caring part. Should I interject? Should I say something? Should I question things where I feel like you're going in a direction? I might not be aware of what's going to happen next. Does my concern end with just knowing or does my concern require not knowing, just be there to support? But if you're doing something I totally disagree with, should I still have that level of concern? When should I say something? When should I interject and say something against what's happening? What's the understanding to that? Because if we're all responsible people and the responsible people that I've known, when there is a need or void, they step in to fix it. I found out recently there was a man who realized women were using dirty rags during their cycle to, you know, keep it the mess and all of that and just keep it. But it was unsanitary. So he came up with a way of something that was cheaper, ineffective, but sterile and clean to help them with that. 
This was a man who had nothing to gain, but he saw that there was a need and he went and found a way to help. Now, is it fair to say he should have minded his business and let them figure it out? Or do we need more people to step in and help people where we see there is a need for things? Why limit a person's ability to learn something and then be creative and then see something through? If I feel like there's going to be a zombie apocalypse and I want to practice sword fighting because let's be real, in COVID is a shortage on ammunition. So ain't like you're going to have too many headshots where people are going to be like, oh, yeah, we did that and the zombies are gone. No, you might have to defend yourself in a different way. How many people are prepared? How many people work out and have the energy and the cardio to Stay on the run. The military do it. They run for miles and they jog and they keep their their uh, their gear with them and they train and they train and they train and they keep themselves in good physical condition so that they are prepared for the worst to come. Provided military trains and they hope there's no war and they love to enforce peace, but they have to train just in case it goes the other way. So why can't we do that for ourselves? Why put limitations on other people because we are limited? Why not allow people to flourish and, and be successful and be great? Let's catapult them to another level because when people who grew up in the era I did, there was no cell phones. And the first cell phones we got, it wasn't, you made a phone call, you had a flip phone, you was able to save nine numbers maybe. One was left for voicemail. And then after that, you probably had a beeper. So if somebody beeped you, you can just call that number back real quick. And we don't even have pay phones on the street like that as much as we used to. So the technology has 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 grown tremendously to the point where information and the communication has gotten a lot faster. Right. Because before what I say before cell phones was a thing, if something happened to you, your parents didn't know till dinner time. Your parents work nine to five, which means they didn't get home till six. And most police officers, when they brought you home, they knew they brought you home after a certain time because nine times out of 10, that's when your parents will be home. So your parents just believed in good faith. Nothing happened to you and hoped you got home. okay. but we understood there was danger. We understood things can go wrong. We wanted you to. Hey, when you get home, call me. Let me know you get home. okay? because we're aware of there are dangers, but there are also things we have to allow you to do. Because you have to be prepared for what's going on out in the world. You go outside, keep your head up, pay attention. Right? Listen, pay, be aware of your surroundings, see what's going on around you. Avoid certain dangers because if you're not capable of handling yourself in a certain way, then you need to be able to run. Right? There was times where you was growing up, they was like, look, if somebody bigger than you was coming to threaten you, you need to pick something up and hit them with it. Because you had to defend yourself by any means in order to get back home or get to where you're going. Because the idea was always to get back home safely, sound. You was always taught if you couldn't handle something, you reach out to your parents. Your parents are supposed to help you, right? It's even like that in the law. You, police can't even talk to you without your parents being present. If you're a minor, if you're a child, you're supposed to talk to your parents. And if when something happens to you at school, you can call your parents. Your parents were supposed to be your advocate because they're the ones who can defend you and protect you. So how is it we understood there's dangers and as much as we want to help our people avoid them, we have to also prepare them for it. 
and we just can't let them grow up weak and incompetent. We have to prepare them for the struggle. We have to let them know the struggle is real. We have to give them the information and not limit them because they have to grow up, be strong and independent to be able to stand on their own. Let's say you want your child to get married. The husband is not going to always be with his wife. The wife isn't always going to be with the husband. Right. People in relationships aren't always going to be next to each other side by side, 24, 7, 365. There are going to be times they work in different places. One has to run. One has to run one errand while the other runs another. Are you not independent in that moment? Are you not standing on your own two feet in that moment? Do you need somebody there with you all the time in order for you to function? No. At times, you're going to have to be able to do things on your own. Prepare yourself for the worst and hope for the best. So as quick as information has gotten, we have to look at our children and realize as quick as we get information, as quick as they can get the information. So we have to understand that times have changed. And as quick as they're getting information, we have to be prepared to give them information. And as far as giving them answers to the questions that they have about the same things we're going up against. Because now we're getting information at the same time. Back in the day, our parents would watch the news when they sent us to bed. Look at what's going on. Go to work. Talk to their co-workers about what's going on, family and friends, and get an understanding of something and then come home and then teach it to their children. Hey, well, this is going on. And this is what I need you to know. This is how I need you to prepare yourself. Do this and not that. Always be able to do certain things based on the house you grew up in and how you're supposed to conduct yourself. Now, kids got cell phones. They can watch the media. They can see what's going on and they have real time questions. And these questions come at the same time you got the information. You don't have anybody to consult with or you can tell them to hold on a second. Let me look into it. But how many people think like that? I've been told time and time again, you think different. You move different. And I get that. And that's also the same reason why I like having these discussions with people, because I get to learn how different people think. And then it helps me form better sentences because if I think a way and I know you think a way, I can't talk to you the way I think I've talked to you the way you understand things. So I like to tell people I treat everybody accordingly because everyone's different. So I have to talk to you a way in which you receive the information better. I need you to receive the information because I want you to understand, not necessarily me tell you what you have to do or what I want you to do. At the end of the day, I don't control anybody. I do not. I have no puppets. But I can make a convincing argument. And even with me convince me, even with me having a convincing argument, I've learned a strategy. And it is play the devil's advocate to your own cause. So if I feel a way about something, I need to be able to have that same argument on the other side. Because I have to understand there is no one way of doing things. So Anytime we're having a conversation or an argument or we're going back and forth about something, not necessarily an argument, but just a back and forth. Let's switch roles. Ask me to play devil's advocate and let's switch roles and see how well I can argue against what I'm saying. And then you will have an understanding that I'm not necessarily going against anyone. I'm just introducing information and I just want people to be more aware of what options are and what people can and can't do. Or if you're running into a wall, you might not think to look up and climb that wall. Or you might think there's no left or right. You just have to keep going straight. Or you can dig under. Or there might be a tool that'll help you get through that. Or even there's a door. 
we don't know. It's, it's too unfamiliar. But if you put me in a situation and you give me all the information I need, I can help figure something out. Right. And everyone has a struggle. Everyone has a strength and everyone has a weakness. But knowing that you'd want to help people to eliminate some of their weaknesses and make their strengths even stronger. So how about we take a minute and we listen to what people say and we don't limit them. We only push them further. We push them past their own limitations. And if they can't be comfortable with that, that's okay. But pushing that envelope helps us understand what their limitations are. Not that we're putting those limitations on them, but we just need to be aware so we know what we can and cannot do with those people. If you can run but a certain speed, then I'll let you run first and I will hold things off and then I'll catch up with you because I know I can run faster. I need to give you a head start. There's nothing bad about it. It's just understanding what it is. If you can cook better than me, then hey, listen, you can cook. I don't mind cooking as well, but if your food tastes better and you enjoy your food more, I am more willing to let you cook four out of the seven days. Or you might want to cook five out of the seven days. It's up to you, whichever your preferences are. But it's not to say because you can do something, you take the bulk of the work. No. At the end of the day, we have to be there for one another. And part of being there for one another is not to limit people, not to tell people what they can, what they can and can't do, but give people information, allow people to grow, advance and risk failure. A lot of times people are just afraid to fail. And that's where you have people like me who want to do different things and explore different things. And I'm okay with failing because I understand in that failure, there's a lesson. There was something I did wrong. I hate somebody telling me I'm wrong for something without explaining what I'm wrong for. Because at the end of the day, you're not educating me. You only can point out something wrong, but you can't educate me. What is that? Growing up, you had people who were successful who could tell you they made mistakes and they can explain what they did wrong and how to do things better, like a coach or a teacher or, you know, people who've gone through obstacles and got some scars on them and figured things out. I respect those people a whole lot more than the sore losers, people who's always quick to place blame and play victim and say, oh, well, this isn't fair because of this, 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 and this. Life isn't fair. Life has never been fair. So... Knowing life isn't fair, we can remove that from the conversation and just look at what obstacles do we have to go up against today? How are we going to work around it? Because at the end of the day, we have to take accountability for the fact that we are here and we want success. And if we want success, then there are things we're going to have to do. And there are things we're going to have to make sacrifices for in order for the success that we say that we want. So... Yes, things aren't fair. No, people will not do what you want them to do because you do it for them. Everybody wants what they want. Everybody has different demands. If I can give you a dollar today, it doesn't mean I want a dollar tomorrow. I might not need you to repay me in that way. I obviously had a dollar to spare. So you know what? Here, that's not what I want. Maybe I want something different. So when you're talking to people and you realize Some people are in different places and some people have different ideas. 
That's great. But we can learn and we're not restrictive and limited to other people and go, well, I'm only going to do for you what I want done for me. No, let's educate people. Let's set boundaries and let's tell people where we are with things and what we like and don't like what we're comfortable and not comfortable with. Let's let them learn who we are so that they can do things around us that works in us for us. And if they want to do things somewhere else, they can because there's different rules in different houses. I might be okay with you doing something in my house. Somebody else might not. That's okay. If you came over here and you wanted to learn and do it, then you can. Now, disclaimer, I'm not going to tell someone else's child they can do something their parents don't want them to do. But when you become an adult and you can take responsibility and accountability for your own actions, definitely don't mind teaching you. Definitely don't mind helping you. Because a parent, every parent, has a right to want to teach their child the way they want them to be taught. The same thing with music and video games. If you don't want your child being engaged with certain things, your responsibility is to limit their access to those things. Video games have um, parental guidance on it. Music has always had a parental advisory on it. You can't blame artists and, and video game creators for the content in which you allowed your child to see and participate in you allow them to have a certain level of freedom for them to learn certain things are you monitoring your child's development are you teaching them why you want them to learn certain things a certain way are you learning what you want and don't want are you looking to your friends and family and determining what's right and not right or what's comfortable for you because what might be right for you could be wrong for somebody else i feel like right and wrong is such a it's it's not fluent. There's a lot of gray area in right and wrong. The thing about it, you go to court, you got a jury of 12. You need 12 people to determine what's right and wrong. If it was so blatantly obvious, why do you need a jury? Because they understand there's a gray area. There are things that can play into it. And those things have to be discussed. That's why you have a trial, right? If if something was so wrong and blatant, then boom, hey, you just did that. That was wrong. This is the consequences for it. But that's not always the case. A lot of times you go to trial, you have to plead your case and you can express the conditions that led to these things. And depending on how strong your argument is and the way people hear it and see it, they might excuse it. So right and wrong. All right. When it's your house, sure, it, it's just one rule. It's how you see it. And if you communicate those rules and the people inside that house understand those rules and they broke those rules, then whatever punishment you deem necessary, that's, you know, that's how you choose to conduct the way things in your house. And who am I to tell you not to do it that way? I would say the way we see the court system, it should be consistent with everyone. Don't show favorites. Don't say this one gets a pass and this one doesn't. Be consistent. And as long as you're showing consistency, people can say that you're fair. And as long as people can see that you're fair, that gives you a certain level of respect. We see it all the time on the news where they say, well, this type of demographic person did the same thing this other demographic person did. And this person got less time than this one. Or this one was called... A thug, and this one says this one has mental issues and they need help. We see that all the time, and we feel a way about that because it's not consistent, it's not the same for all across the board. 
So we cannot compartmentalize information and say, you know what? We're going to do this in our own home. We're going to do this for ourselves. And we're going to make sure we teach ourselves and the others that we're around that we care about how we see things and we learn how they see things and we can come together as a people and we can help figure this out. So let's not limit people's level of understanding and education and imagination, because without that imagination, you couldn't come up with a way to do things other than what you've already been shown or thought. Let's get this information out there. If you made it this far, I thank you. Please like, share, comment, and I'll talk to you guys later.